0: Hi, I'm Amber Cook. Welcome to my podcast, The Dragonfly Connection. Join me every Wednesday for open, honest, inspiring, and healing conversations with people who face their own health and life challenges, worked through them, and now are on a mission to help you live a healthier, more fulfilling life. My hope is that each episode leaves you more empowered and inspired no matter where you are on your life and healing journey. Happy birthday, Penny Hill. This is Penny's birthday week, and part of the reason I decided to release this episode today. So if you're in my Facebook group, the Dragonfly Connection, make sure and wish her a happy birthday if you're listening this week. Otherwise, just hop in and tell us what you thought. Now, you may remember Penny's episode from last season called Habits of Happiness, named after her signature program. Penny has been involved in the healthcare field for over 40 years. She's a beloved massage therapist in Portland, Oregon, and an EFT practitioner. Her work is client-centered because she knows how unhelpful and even damaging it is to not be heard or have your feelings dismissed. She tries to be as much coach and cheerleader as therapist, empowering clients to discover what works for them on their journey towards healing and to encourage clients to take a journey of unfoldment beyond just the cessation of their pain. In this episode, we talk a lot about EFT, Emotional Freedom Technique, or tapping. It's a healing method we're starting to hear more about, but I feel like it's still pretty misunderstood. So in our conversation today, we dive deeper into its origins and how it can be used for everything from physical pain to mindset, and I know from personal experience that it's a great stress and anxiety reliever. Penny describes some of the points that you could start using today after you listen. I highly recommend heading over to her website to learn more and take advantage of all her free content, including tapping videos. Links will be in the show notes. She's also listed in my online holistic health and wellness directory, which you're going to hear about in just a few seconds. You might be able to snag some kind of promo code or something from that listing. Check it out. I hope you enjoy listening to our chat, and I know you're going to benefit from Penny's calming energy and good vibes. Enjoy. This episode is sponsored by HealingWays.com. Find a holistic wellness professional and resources to help you on your healing journey. That's HealingWaze.com. Here we are. Round okay. two, hi and hi. <laughs> so I've really been looking forward to this chat because uh, you are a very calming presence, and to me anyway. And I think to my listeners, I think they'll hear that as well. So thanks for being here. And speaking of calming, uh, the other day we were supposed to. I'm just going to tell my listeners what happened behind the scenes. We were supposed okay. to record this a couple of days ago, and went to log in my. Com- my internet was completely out so much so i had to get a technician in to fix it and i i was really freaking out and was able to finally get a hold of you penny and just your text of like don't stress you know breathe don't stress as much more than you need to is what you said yeah <laughs> it really just just that was super helpful so thank you it really did i like took a deep breath and stepped back and i was like okay she's right <laughs> this isn't the end of the world, you know,
1: and I was ready. I was geared up. I washed my hair. I was like, all right, I'm ready. And then it was like, oh, all right. I guess not, you know? (laughs) So I really try, this is part of my personal ethos Mm -hmm. and practice is to not stress more than is necessary.
0: Yes. I like that. People
1: get Into this thing where they think that they're not ever supposed to have any negative emotions. And that's just hooey because we are, life is happening and it's going to throw us curves and things are going to go wrong and we're going to go crap. Right. So for me, the trick is yes, have your emotional reactions. And depending upon what it is, if it's a small glitch or a major trauma, that may be, I might work myself out of it in 10 minutes. I might work myself out of it in 10 hours or 10 days, or if you're getting into a real big trauma, then you're talking about, okay, I need to find periods of time when I can find peace and calm and reset my nervous system. An important thing to do is to feel the feelings. Because if you don't feel them, they've already been created. If you don't feel them, then they get pushed aside. And if you do that often enough for long enough, which we all have, because yeah. we've never had tools like EFT and EMDR and all of the things that are emerging now yeah, to do all this somatic releasing. So getting things out of the body. We've been talking about our emotions for a long time. Mm
0: -hmm. But
1: talking about feelings is like talking about the leak in the bottom of the boat. You know, it's like, look, the boat is filling full of water. Look, we're sinking. You can see it happening, but what you need is a bucket, right? Mm -hmm. You need something to plug the hole. You know, you need different tools because the limbic system doesn't respond as much it 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 will eventually, if you have the right thoughts for consistently for long enough ther- psychotherapy will eventually work. Uh, one of my first mentors in EFT my first instructors uh, was herself a therapist, mm-hmm. and she said that when she discovered EFT she did more did more work to clear her own issues in six months than she had done in ten years.
0: Wow. I'm learning a lot more about this, the somatic piece of, you know, and it's funny when I say that because like you, I, but I was, you still are, but I was a massage therapist for a long time. We worked on people's body body. That's what you yep. do, but it has, it is a kind of a new thing that, although I do love talk therapy, like you said, it, it does work, but we really need to get into that to that body piece. So we're going to talk more about that in just a second EFT and tapping. You just mentioned Mm -hmm. it. I want you briefly, I want to back up. So I'll tell my listeners that you are close to me. You're in the Portland, Oregon metro area. And so that's where you are in the world. Uh, I want to know, we talked about this on the last season, the last episode you were on a lot about your backstory. And for people that haven't heard that season yet, that episode yet. Briefly, if you could kind of give everybody a refresher, kind of what led you in your life to this career where you help other people? And then specifically, like you said, you just, you sought out EFT.
1: Yeah. You know, from when I was kind of very young, I just naturally was doing massage. My mom had rheumatoid arthritis and she developed that when she was very young. And um, by the time I was in, in my mid-teens, she had, uh, was going through a series of multiple hand surgeries because mm. uh, her fingers, you know, from the middle joint to the end were at about a 45 degree angle.
0: Oh, I've seen that. That's horrible. Yeah. That was, yeah. that was my
1: mom. So they would do these surgeries to straighten her fingers out and I would do massage on them at home. And so I went with her to PT one time and the therapist watched me do what I was doing. And he said, Hey, you know what you're doing? You can just do it at home. You know? How old are you? Oh, probably 15 ish.
0: Oh my gosh. That's so cool. Okay. Yeah.
1: And, you know, and my dad always wanted me to rub his back, but I always liked it. I always enjoyed doing it. I was always drawn to it and people liked me doing it. So Mm -hmm. that was my career. And I had been doing that for some time and I had had a big break in my career because I had gotten really sick. Mm -hmm. So I had one client once a week. For a long time, so you did what you was, could do that was all I could do yeah, and uh so that's another so you'd have to listen to the the other episode to hear that whole story because it's a yes. long one, but you know it really affected my life and my career, you know, being very sick for a long time mm-hmm. so I don't know when I was introduced to e f t in the mix of that. I was Mm -hmm. thinking about that the other day, anticipating this question. And I think I had been exposed to EFT probably through uh, as I think 95% of people in the world are or have been exposed to EFT by the tapping solution who uh, Nick and Jessica Ortner who do lots of stuff, but they've been this week, they just finished up their 14th season of the world tapping summit. Wow. So it's 10 days of everything tapping. And in the first few years, I don't know, I probably just saw it online, was attracted to it for whatever reason and listened. And when I, I listened to every every presentation. So there's two of them a day for 10 days. I listened to everyone each day for the whole thing for years and it changed everything for me. So I got to a point with my massage career where I just had this epiphany. It was like, I have these people who are continuing to come in on a regular basis. I'm doing all the right stuff. They are actually motivated to be doing the right stuff at home, Mm -hmm. but yet it's recurring. The same problem keeps recurring. And I just realized that's because it's not based in the tissues. It's emotionally based. And I didn't have the right tool in my massage toolkit to get to it, but Mm -hmm. that the tapping was the thing to get to that. So I realized then that if I, like my goal has always been as a therapist to put as many tools in the hands of my clients as I can, because no one can take as much care of you as you. You're there with you all the time. I see you, boy, I have a couple of people that I see once a week, but that is a rarity. Mm -hmm. You know, you need to do things to take care of yourself um, for a lot of reasons, Mm -hmm. but just practicality. um, There's no one with you as often as you are. So I just realized that EFT was the tool that I had been missing for so long.
0: Nice. Yeah. Well, before we talk more about EFT and we're going to talk, actually, we're going to talk a lot about stress today because EFT is a great tool for helping ease stress. Um, But I got this quote off your website. And again, this is, we're we're talking about stress. Chronic stress is debilitating, unabated. It can be a causative factor in most of the major chronic diseases that plague people. The researcher Hans Sellis, is that correct? Hans Sellis? I think so. In 1936, who, who coined the word and defined stress, saw that in his experiments with mice, that stress was a cause of some of the common human ailments like heart disease, obesity, arthritis, and diabetes. And I know chronic stress has even been linked to things like cancer. I think a lot of people have heard that by now. I hope. Um, collective stress is, is super high right now. And it has been, you know, we've been hanging at this high level of collective stress for a couple years now. And so that's why I wanted to focus on that today. Mm-hmm. So Besides those things that I, that I mentioned, the heart disease, obesity, arthritis, diabetes, cancer, what are some other ways that stress might be showing up in someone's health right now, physical and mental?
1: So that quote goes back to 1936. Wow, right? okay. Right, so we've known this for a really long time, yeah. but Western medicine being the way it is, um, sometimes the real obvious stuff just we don't get it yeah you know so health issues are one way but the way it shows up for a lot of people is they just have like these mysterious barriers in their life Mm -hmm. they can't find the right romantic partner or they keep finding the wrong one over and over and over we've all seen Mm -hmm. our girlfriends do that and it's like dude, stop it. It's the same guy over and over again. But from the outside looking, looking in, out, yeah, they look different, right? Because mm-hmm. if we could see our issues, we wouldn't have to be playing them out outside of our bodies, mm-hmm. outside in our world, right? So we're not getting ahead in our career where our career is stalled where we go to meetings and we say something and this is a particularly female thing that a lot of women listening to this are going to really understand is you say something and you aren't heard but then someone else or perhaps a man says it and everyone goes yay what a great idea right so you're not seen you're not heard you're the person who everyone in the family goes to with all the problems you're either the sounding board or the dumping ground and you feel like you can't say no Mm -hmm. you know you have memories that keep intruding on your daily life you had a car accident and now you can't drive past that place Mm -hmm. Uh, all of these things are symptoms of unresolved trauma And that's what stress actually is, is strong emotions that have not been resolved and have been put aside to be dealt with later, but later never comes,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know, so, and all of that stuff that gets stored in your body is in your subconscious. And you were talking about uh, doing massage. When we touch a body, we are touching the whole history of a human being. They are touching their whole lineage, their Mm -hmm. ancestors. All of that is wrapped up in their bodies. And the places that get stuck physically reflect places that are stuck emotionally. And all of that you're carrying around with you and it's live right now, right? So that trauma that you experienced 10 years ago that is unresolved is resonating as if it's happening right now in your body. Mm
0: -hmm. So it is draining
1: your life energy. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so people come to, to start tapping, they come to get massage when something's bothering them enough, or it's been bothering them for long enough that they're ready to do something about it.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then we're, we're talking about trauma and stress, lots of different things can, can manifest in our mindsets. And then that flows out, like you said, to our careers, our romantic relationships, just everything. How does EFT work? What, okay, let's start with explaining. What is EFT or tapping? It has two names.
1: <laughs> it does. EFT is tapping, but not all tapping is EFT.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay, explain that.
1: Well, there are a lot of different techniques that include tapping on the body. Mm-hmm. Um, Kung Fu actually has like tapping, like meridian, tapping down the arms, oh, that's on, right. and yeah. the head, on the sides, down the limbs. So tapping on the body and stimulating the, the points in the body is pretty ancient. Mm-hmm. And in fact, that's kind of how EFT came to be. There's this succession of people who learned things. You know, going all back all the way back to uh, World War II, mm-hmm. where the first psychologist—let's go with that—learned um, <laughs> uh, he noticed that deep diaphragmatic breathing mm-hmm. helped soldiers with what they called then shell shock, but we now call PTSD. So that started the train of well, we can use things in the soma, in the body. To affect the feelings and the emotions and the state of mind. Mm -hmm. So building forward, there was a chiropractor who learned about acupuncture meridians. And then he taught some of that stuff to another psychologist who started to apply the meridian theory to the people he was seeing in his office. So he developed a technique called thought field therapy, um, mm. Dr. Callahan, I believe. Um, and and that's still used today. So th- I love the story about how he developed that. He had a, a woman who was working with a phobia of water and uh, there was, he must uh, probably working at his home and he had a pool in the backyard. Mm-hmm. And so he did a whole you know algorithm that he had developed about you know where to tap and what to do so he did the tapping on the meridian points that he figured were the ones to work on and she jumped up and she ran out into the backyard to the pool so he's kind of freaking out cuz he doesn't know what's going on and so she's like i'm not afraid of the water and and then she was like it's okay i remember i can't swim <laughs> so from that he he developed this whole system now the 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 breakthrough with that came with gary craig who was part of a cadre that dr callahan taught his thought field therapy too mm-hmm. and gary craig being an engineer he was also uh oh an nlp practitioner oh okay he just thought well, let's just do all of the points. Instead of doing this long, complicated um, figuring out of which meridian to tap on, it only takes less than a minute to do them all. Let's just do do them all, Mm -hmm. right? So that's where the pattern of points that we tap on came from. Oh, okay. So that's why you can, usually a lot of people find that they only need to tap one point or a couple Mm -hmm. of points to do, the work that they need to do because the block isn't everywhere mm-hmm. it's maybe just in one or two places but it's just quick enough and fast enough to just do the EFT the way it is and so the idea is that it is it's an energy technique and a somatic technique oh, okay so energy and body mm-hmm. and and actually the mind right as well mm-hmm. so it brings all of those components together so traditionally talk therapy, you go in, you sit down, you go, I'm thinking, I can't stop thinking this traumatic thought, Mm -hmm. right? So you're stuck in a pattern. So the moment you sit there and you say that, boom, your nervous system is right there. What the, and you can't clear your nervous system at high levels of intensity,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: right? So what the tapping does is you go from, you work through all the points and what that does, and you're, you can't see what I'm doing. You're tapping, (laughs) literally tapping on the body at specific places. Mm -hmm. And what that does is it stimulates the meridians, keeps the energy flowing in the meridians to the whole body so that any stress that you're feeling is coming up inside of a calm container. Mm -hmm. Right, so this safe place to say, I am afraid of this. Right, so when you can be calm and safe Mm -hmm. and experience the stress or the trauma, then the three parts of your mind that need to do the resolution can function. So, trauma is at the back of the brain, in the midbrain is the mammalian brain that says, that something really happened and that was bad and I should be upset in the back of the brain is I need to run away or I need to fight or I need to just fall over and freeze and pretend I'm dead Mm -hmm. in the front of the brain is the that really was bad and I got hurt, but I'm okay now. Maybe I know that my dad was doing the best he could and it's all right. And it's safe for me to forgive him. Mm, So you say stuff
0: like that while you're tapping? um, No. No. Okay. No. No. We, we, well, you can. Yes. Okay. Um, But, and that's where uh,
1: sometimes people get a little frustrated with, uh, with tapping because they want to get to the good part. (laughs) They want to get through and it's called the trauma pull, Mm. right? So you want to talk about the trauma as fast as possible to get to the other side, right? Because we're used to tucking it away, right? Mm-hmm. We know how to do that. We know how to not feel it. Yeah, but just medicate we, it. Just medicate it, yeah. yeah. Um, but until we feel it, it's still going to be in the body. Mm. So the the process of an EFT session is first we talk about what the problem is. Mm-hmm. And that can look like something that your brain goes, well, that doesn't have anything to do with it. Right. But we, I trust, you know, we learn to trust the subconscious because it's a, sometimes it's a trail of breadcrumbs. Mm -hmm. And, and I really trust the subconscious because part of what, what talk therapy wants to do is sort of bypass or go over all of the safety mechanisms that your nervous system has in place to protect you from that stuff that's stored away.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's there for a reason. Yeah. So the nervous system is really going to fight you if you try to release things too fast, or that's where people get into like triggering full-blown PTSD, you know, session in sessions.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's just too much too fast.
0: Yeah.
1: So what... So rather than like bypassing all of the steam, you know, valves, all the safety valves and going straight to the biggest trauma, which is what traditionally therapists do. Tell me about the worst thing that ever happened to Mm -hmm. you. Yeah. Um, (laughs) We go the exact opposite way, Mm -hmm. right? It's like, well, right here, right now, how are you feeling? And I like to work with the body a lot. Maybe that's, I, I think I'm just a very somatically oriented person.
0: Yeah, Personally,
1: yeah. I feel things in my body very strongly.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, you know, that was both, you know, blessing and a curse during massage. Cause it was like, who has the sore shoulder? You know, cause <laughs> I would literally feel that like before they showed up in my room and I go, mm-hmm. ah, there you are. I don't experience that as much anymore because for whatever reason, I'm not, but we feel each other all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at any rate, that's, that's a slight, yeah. Weird. Well, some, <laughs> and some,
0: but, uh, some, some people don't realize that. I mean, a lot of people don't realize that. So it I, needs, I, it needs to be said that even I if think, you don't know yep. that you're doing, that you're feeling yep. other people, you are.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I think everyone is, is an empath. Yeah. You know, it's like, we're really talking about empaths a lot and are you one? And it's like, everyone is, everyone feels everything. Some people just learned more about how to put it away. Mm -hmm. So anyway, so with EFT, we just start with, well, what is, so we know we want to work on this childhood trauma, but let's just put that aside and not think about that right now because that's a big thing. Mm -hmm. Um, what's, What's coming up for you today right now? Because they knew that they were going to come to an EFT session. They've been thinking about this. Mm-hmm. Their subconscious and their nervous system have been sorting out. What's the thing that needs to be released first that's safe to let go? So you're, so we go, well, you know, it's not really related to that. But right now, right today, I'm really bugged by this interaction I had with a clerk at the store. Mm-hmm. Now that interaction somehow plays into the whole picture, the whole network. I'm making a big circle with my hands, <laughs> right? Because nothing exists by itself. It's all in network to a lot of other events, places, times, people, our reactions, our vows, right? So it's a big complex So you can't undo the whole complex. You have to go, where's the first thread I'm going to pull, right? And so you go, well, you know, the reason that that interaction with that clerk bothered me so much was, and that usually takes you a little further back, but now we've already reclaimed a little bit of energy. So we already have a few more resources, Mm -hmm. and then we can go talk about that time that your brother did that same thing to you, right? And that may be as far as we go in one session, because that thing, that that event might be um, quite big. Mm -hmm. But so we work our way back. Occasionally, someone will go right to the source of something and go, no, I'm ready to let it go. And you can tell, you know, they've done the work. They've already done a lot of processing they've you know they've been they've been at this for years already and mm-hmm. they're like no I'm good let's just dive in you know but more often than not that's not true so we work our way back taking mm-hmm. picking up the breadcrumbs as we go you know gathering resources gathering strength building calm and then we can work our way back to the big thing yeah so you know sometimes it's a singular event you know it's like I was driving over a bridge and there was an accident and I like almost went over the edge. Right. But usually it's a much bigger life story.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, let's talk about that a little bit more. Um, You, you know, you started with how you start a session. Typically Mm -hmm. Um, you ask a lot of questions (laughs) while you do it. So yeah, kind of walk us through uh, just that first session, like, let's just say we're just touching on. Yeah. Somebody cut me off in traffic and I'm just completely triggered and don't know why.
1: Right. Right. And, and that's, that's a lot of what people, you know, don't understand is like I'm having these feelings and I don't know why. Yes. And, (laughs) and it keeps coming back. I've been here before. Why won't it go away? Mm -hmm. You know? And that's because it's, there's, um, you know, I use a beach ball analogy a lot. We've all done this as kids. We had a beach ball and we were trying to hold it underwater. Yep. Right. (laughs) And no matter how hard you try, if your attention shifts at all, boom, there it is. It's up above the water. Yeah. So that's what's going on. Your nervous system is saying, I really need you to pay attention to this and let it go. Mm -hmm. You don't know what it is because your nervous system, your subconscious, your body only knows how to talk to you in sore shoulders, upset stomachs, chronic health conditions, stabbing pain in the back. You know, it's like if someone says that, you know, the obvious EFT question is, well, who did stab you in the back? Mm -hmm. Right. So all those metaphors are very real. Right. Mm -hmm. When people are, when they can't, Really speak. They they usually find the tension in their throat. Mm-hmm. So you know we'll have some idea of what they want to work on when they come in for their first session, and then I'll say so. That having been said, um, what's the top thing right now? And then people, because they love their stories, right? Mm-hmm. Because we are our stories. Yeah. Right. We are not, but we believe that. Yeah. We believe. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, but that's an advanced level, right? You you are not (laughs) your story. You have one, but of all, so like, okay. And I tell people before the starts, it's like, I'm going to interrupt you because our stories are part of the way we deflect the healing. Mm -hmm. The mind wants to jump in and be in control all the time. Yeah, And it is the least effective tool for what we want to do. And we are emotionally attached to what happened to us, obviously and understandably. So people will start to give me like all of this information, little of which is actually important for the healing. Mm -hmm. So we will winnow down to like, okay, what are you feeling right now? And that is so hard for some people.
0: It really is. Yeah. I, I'm someone that, that, you know, I've said this a lot to everyone that knows anything about me knows like I've been in therapy most of my life. I thought, you know, I grew up with parents that talked about feelings. That has been one of the hardest parts of my healing journey is really being able to identify in a moment what the feeling is. Like immediately I want to go, I'm pissed. Well, no, I'm not pissed. I'm let's, let's take it back. (laughs) What am I really? And it's It's usually not rarely.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's rarely. I was listening to someone do this yesterday and I was like, what, there's another level, you know? (laughs)
0: Always, (laughs) And and then there
1: were like two more. I was like, crap. And for me, I'm like, very like take people at their word, kind of a person. Mm -hmm. So it's a challenge for me to actually dig a little bit deeper. Yeah. Right? And I'm very somatically oriented because so when you tell me I'm pissed, I don't want the label for the feeling. I want the sensation. Yeah. Right. So how do you know you're pissed? Yeah. You, I have tense. Not in my stomach.
0: Yeah. Not, some people mm-hmm.
1: don't actually have that somatic connection. So that's a challenge for me. And I, freely admit that. And I, you know, but that was a learning curve for me that people didn't feel on their bodies. So there's a whole, whole bunch of different ways. It's like, do you feel it on your body? You know, do you do the kid thing, you know, where you like, do you feel it this much or your hands are just like a little a bit, you know, far apart or Uh do you feel it really big like this, you know, or do you just know, you know, they don't know how they know, but they just know. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So however we've determined what it is we're working on, then we start working on it. So we, the side of the you tap on the side of the hand first,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that is called the side of the hand, it's pinky the, side. the pinky side. Pinky yeah. side. Okay. It used to be called the karate chop point because that was <laughs> so obvious and everyone knew what it was, but we got to, to a point where We had to PC that uh, because it really was bothering some people. Yeah. And it was like, really? Okay, fine. (laughs) You know, because now we just have to explain it so much more. Everyone knows what you do when you karate chop something. But yeah, I respect other people. They're uncomfortable. It seems wrong to them. I'm a grown up and I can move on. So uh, side of the hand uh, between Mm -hmm. the, the little finger and the wrist. Mm-hmm. And that is the place that you can use anytime, actually. So here's a little tip you can use. Mm-hmm. It's the fight or flight response. So you're sitting at, and, and this is a second tip. This is how you can do tapping in public without anyone knowing. <laughs> <laughs> if you can hide your hands, you can do this point and tap on it. Calm yourself down. It will immediately reset your nervous system.
0: Nice. Okay. And
1: then if someone is saying something like you don't want to hear or is talking back to you or whatever is happening, Mm -hmm. you can reset. And now instead of this reactive mode, now you have moved yourself closer to that prefrontal cortex in the front of your head where clear thought happens. Mm -hmm. All right. And so you have a much better chance of making a reasoned response or staying calm. You know, I was in a car accident a few years, the, uh, a few years ago, I, the first thing I did was I started tapping. Yeah. So it also will help you from um, it'll help you through an incident. Mm -hmm. It will also keep uh, as much of that trauma and that stress in the moment from settling into your nervous system. Mm. Okay. So anyway, so the first thing we do is we establish what are we working on? What's Mm -hmm. the target, right? So we narrow that down, get very specific about it. It's, I need a new analogy, but I don't have one yet. So EFT is not a shotgun. Mm -hmm. We can't just aim it at a whole bunch of different targets. It's a rifle. We have one target and that's what we're aiming at. It's Mm -hmm. very specific.
0: Okay.
1: So I'm not tapping on. I'm really angry and I'm pissed and that always happens. And why do they always say that? And nothing ever goes my way. <laughs> those are all, if you hear those words coming out, you know, you're still doing global uh, reconnaissance. Oh, okay. Right. So very specific when my boss, like, so side of the hand, even though when my boss says that thing and he thinks it's really funny and it just Irks me, I love and accept myself. Right. So the setup phrase has two parts the statement of what the problem is and a statement of self acceptance. Mm. Because one of the big things is that we don't accept ourselves. Yeah. Usually, in all of the scientific studies that have been done, and you can find them at my website whatever that is.
0: Um. (laughs) We had some confusion on that earlier, but the website will be uh, the link. You can just click right on it. It'll be in the show notes. (laughs) There's like, like well
1: over a hundred scientific studies and you can find links to all of that there. And one of the things that Dr. Callahan discovered that someone would say, I really want to solve this problem But, and he was doing muscle energy testing or Mm -hmm. kinesiology, but they would test weak for the positive statement. So that was very confusing to people. It's like, so your conscious goals may be in conflict with your subconscious goals. So again, that comes back to the, your subconscious has been trying to protect you. Right mm-hmm. by keeping you out of scary situations, which might mean walking down a dark street at night or saying no to your mom. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be whatever is scary to you. And so you're not going to know, and, and then I think this is where a lot of people go, um go astray or don't get the results with positive affirmations that they're hoping for mm-hmm. because they consciously want one thing, but their subconscious, which is like 95% of you. Yeah. It's huge. Is going, no, that's too scary. We're not, I don't know how to keep you safe doing that. So we're just going to keep you where you are.
0: Mm -hmm. Right.
1: So this is a thing. The second part of the setup statement addresses what's called psychological reversal. So it's like, even though I have this problem, I accept myself. How they discovered that's the phrase that works. I don't know the history of that, but that's what that phrase is. And as people do, they expand and enlarge things. So it's like it went from I accept myself to I love and accept myself. And I deeply and completely love and accept myself. And, (laughs) you know, but the studied scientific phrase is even though I have this X problem, I accept myself. It can be that simple. Mm. But even so, it's still sometimes a struggle for people. You're not saying that I accept the problem. You're saying you accept yourself, right?
0: And it's a big distinction. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's like, even though I have problems, you know, I'm okay. Mm -hmm. And that is a huge, huge barrier for some people. So the setup statement can be, even though I get so upset at my boss, Mm -hmm. someday I'd like to be able to stand up for myself. Mm -hmm. or someday I, I believe I can, I can be okay in that environment. Mm I I'd I'd like to believe that I can overcome this, whatever you can achieve as far as a statement of Mm self-acceptance do that. Okay. So you do that three times. It's like, I have this problem and I love myself Mm
0: -hmm. three times.
1: Then you start tapping through the points. Right. And, and those are also at the website. So you can see them. I, I won't visually or uh, verbally you know do them right now (laughs) yeah so you tap to the points with a reminder phrase right Mm. so you start tapping the first tapping point is on the the, uh, inner point of the eyebrow Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: you just say this problem this problem and you go to the side of the eye this problem and you do that through all the points so, you say on the this body.
0: problem while you're tapping it first.
1: Yeah, whatever your, the problem is. Okay, you know, so you actually say the anger, okay. anger. Okay. This anger. Okay. Anger with my boss. This fear, you know, whatever okay. it is. But it's a short phrase, mm-hmm.
0: right?
1: And then, so you go from the top to the bottom, and that's one round. Mm-hmm. And then there are finger points, and then you come back and you do the round again on the torso and the head. Mm-hmm. And so that is one basic recipe, one full basic recipe, right? And then there's another, that actually also includes another procedure called the nine gamut procedure, which is really important and underused because mm. it addresses the limbic system, the place where the words don't get to.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it clears a little bit more globally than these specific points. Mm. So it really, um, Gary Craig called it the the tapping sandwich. (laughs) So, you know, you do the tapping, you do the points on the hand, you do the nine gamut procedure, then you do the tapping points again. Mm -hmm. So that's the the full basic recipe.
0: So you do the points top to bottom. Mm -hmm. And then what comes after that? And then you do the ones on the
1: hands. Okay. And then you do the nine gamut and then you do the tapping round again, Mm -hmm. and then you assess what happened Mm, okay so before we started the tapping we would have done an assessment of how intense this problem is oh okay right so that goes with the subjective units of distress Mm -hmm. right that's a sub level so and it is it's very subjective um and it's basically like a zero to ten we would probably not be dealing with anything on the zero level but let's say this incident incident that you know like I talked to my sister on the phone last week and she said that thing and I don't know why it has pissed me off so much I know she didn't mean it that way but nonetheless here I am with these strong feelings and I don't know what to do with them Mm -hmm. and right now I would say it is an eight so it's a week later and it's an eight yeah so what I would do is I would start just working on the physical sensation. How do you feel that, mm-hmm. right? So that might be I just have this knot in my stomach, right, and, I, and I'm nauseous and I, I can't eat and whatever it is, mm-hmm. right. So then after we've done all the tapping, and we go, okay, so let's think about that conversation with your sister again. And so you want to bring, you'll bring that back to mind again. And then you'll go, okay, it's better. Now I'd say it's not completely gone, but I think maybe it's a two, Mm -hmm. right? Right? It's like, cool. So now at two, we can start seeing if there is some other thing underlying that conversation that happened. It's like, did that conversation remind you of another conversation? or is that a pattern she repeats and you have asked her not to do that yes she mm. never listens no one ever listens to me i i can't get heard in my family when did that start? It's like, Mm -hmm. oh, I remember when I was five. I was like, you know, so we work our way back. And I like to start with the body because we can, in in general, we can bring that down pretty quickly Mm -hmm. before we start going back and rooting around in in the basement cupboards.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The subconscious. (laughs) Yeah, in the subconscious. So, and
1: then you just do that. So Mm -hmm. there's still it's a two like Mm -hmm. so it's not completely cleared so at a one or two you know we can maybe move on Mm -hmm. if it's a three or four or five we want to do that same setup statement again Mm -hmm. but we will change the setup statement just a little bit because we want to acknowledge that a lot of movement has happened a lot of changes happened right it's gone from an eight to a five and, you know, it was like this really red color and now it's just kind of like pale and, you know, so there's all sorts of ways of assessing somatic mm-hmm. information, which is really fun. Um, so you go, even though, so back to the side of the hand, you go, even though I've made a lot of progress with this, there's still some left and I accept myself. Right. So the, the subconscious will let things go in layers. hmm. Um, I often find when I get down to a one or two, there's a, there's a couple of techniques that you can use that kind of help to kind of clear the last of the cobwebs out or just leave them be. And your nervous system will finish doing the reset over some time,
0: Mm. Yeah, a few
1: hours, you know, like by the next day you've slept, lots of things get reset when you
0: sleep. So, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. that's,
0: That's basically, you know, how we work. Cool. Yeah. I've, you know, through my uh, exploring this world of holistic and alternative medicine, I've definitely come across EFT, but I've never had, I think, a complete session. But the one thing I remember the most is a tapping point under the collarbone. Mm-hmm. kind of in the center, but more towards the middle of your chest. Yeah.
1: Where the, where the collarbone and the sternum come together. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of like if you go down the side of the sternum there and just mm-hmm. out a little bit, most people kind of have a little hollow around. Yes. There. So yeah.
0: for I whatever it's reason,
1: 29 like or it's an acupuncture point.
0: Okay. So whatever, re- for whatever reason, that's the one that's always stood out to me. And mm-hmm. even though I don't know the whole protocol if I'm feeling a high stress, that's where I, I have always just like intuitively I start tapping there yeah, and that like totally calms me down. Yeah. it It's just amazing. Yeah. It's a very
1: important acupuncture point for a mm. lot of reasons. Okay. And, um, and I alluded to this before that a lot of people find a point where that's their point.
0: Ah, yeah. Yeah. And okay. I think
1: this one works very well for a lot of people because it's very close to the thymus and the heart. Yes. You know, so yes. if you just, I mean, even if you just put your hand on your sternum, your hand, your fingers almost fall on those points anyway. mm mm-hmm. if- you know, and that's the funny thing that about these points is that people use them all the time for self-soothing without really knowing that's what they're doing. Yeah. You know, they put their finger on their forehead, usually somewhere around the above their eye and they go, oh God, that's so you true. <laughs> yes. Or they put their hands on their temple. Go, Let me think, you know, cause you, so you where your hands go, your attention goes. So you have to think if you can't think clearly, you put your hands on your forehead. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like, Oh my God, that just smacked me in the head. Right. You know, or, you know, if you're startled or or touched, Mm -hmm. put your hands on your heart, you know, and, or you wring your hands. I, I do this. Mm -hmm. I was doing like one of my first EFT presentations Mm
0: -hmm. and I
1: realized I had my fingers clasped and I was wringing my hands and I was like, Oh, I guess I'm anxious, you know, (laughs) Um, but so you can, people use these points all the time for Mm -hmm. self-soothing. So we're just, just observing this and using it consciously. And, um, Yeah. And miraculous things happen. People talk about, you know, the one minute wonders and those do happen, but usually it's, it's, it's work like anything else, you know, because most things are not simple. You know, if you're 10, maybe, you know, (laughs) but we've lived a certain amount of life and stuff has happened and our brains and nervous systems have made connections in ways that Our brains generalize. Mm -hmm. So so one thing happens and it sucks. And your nervous system goes, well, I better be on alert for that,
0: right? Mm -hmm.
1: Well, maybe that happens again or something that looks very similar to it happens again. Yeah, Your brain goes, whoa, but two red flags, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Twice might be a coincidence. Third time, now it's going out and looking right? For things Mm -hmm. to bother you about (laughs) or to protect you from. Yeah. We experience it as our, a negative bias in our brains. Like, Mm -hmm. Why does my brain always look for the worst possible scenario? Right. Because it is tasked with keeping you safe and alive, not happy. (laughs) Right. That's your job,-huh. Right? Yeah. so that's the whole other thing that I do with people is like once we start releasing the stress,, mm-hmm. then we start building in, well, what do you want your life to look like? First, what does your life look like if you don't have PTSD, who mm-hmm. are you without that trauma response? Yeah. Who are you in the family if you say no? who are you at work and how are they going to respond to you if you stand up and go excuse me i said that 10 minutes ago and i'd really like to have people acknowledge that they heard me say that Mm -hmm. now that may or may not be political or possible to say at work yeah Um, but there are times that in this process you are going to be changing you're going to be changing how you show up in the world Mm -hmm. And guess what? The world is going to have to change how it responds to you. And who are you if your mom says, well, if you're not going to be who you were for me anymore, I'm just not going to have anything more to do with you. Right. Mm -hmm. That might be a trade off. Right. And it's one that I think is appropriate because you can't be who you you can't not be yourself for other people. You're never going to get healthy, happy, successful, live your life by doing that. And other people are either going to have to up level and come along with you. Mm-hmm. And I think the best way to look at that is they've been locked in a bad relationship with you as well, right? Mm-hmm. So if you go, I'm not going to argue about that anymore, and they have no one left to argue with, they have the opportunity to uplevel their life and let that go. So by working on yourself, getting clearer and happier and healthier and starting to be who you were born to be before all this other stuff got got you know over you. I'm mm-hmm. trying to trying to find the word for the you know smeared stuff on the glasses, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, before you cleaned your own glasses off, um, then then they get to be a little bit more of who they were, right? So We're all in relationship together. And so when, when we lift ourselves up, I think the whole point is that we're creating opportunities for everyone to be more peaceful, more calm, whatever they were born to be, to be more of themselves.
0: Yeah. All very true. I want to touch on a couple more things before we say goodbye, just to make sure everyone is clear on tapping and, and how it works, because all of this you're saying should be inspiring people to seek out tapping as soon as this episode ends. For one, I want to clarify the tapping that you're talking about when you're working with a client is tapping we do on ourselves, right? So like you're yes. not actually tapping on the client. Correct. You're, you're, you're teaching them right. what to right. do. Showing and them. you know, I've moved all of my tapping online. Okay, perfect. That's what I was going to ask. So you're now, you do it online. So you can work with anyone, anywhere. You have a ton of free tapping videos. So like you keep saying, you know, you want to show people, you can't see my hands. Well, they can see you if they go to your website. There is a ton of tapping videos on your website, on social media. All those links will be in the show notes. Yeah, there is a tapping tutorial, both yeah. mine and Gary Craig, who is oh, the founder cool. of EFT. Okay, Yeah, lots of stuff. But what what's the added benefit for someone to work with you or someone like you, like a tapping professional, like what is that going to do to kind of boost up that? Healing you know, process?
1: in truth, a lot of tapping you can do for yourself. Yeah, but big stuff because your brain is trying to protect you,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which you want it to do. You are not on your own. Probably going to ask the questions that need to be asked. Because you can't see it, right? So when I am looking at you, whether in person or online, Mm -hmm. I'll, you know, say something, something goes across their face, right? Their eyes start over and back. And so I'll go, so what was that thought? And, you know, and they're (laughs) like, oh, well, I just remembered that I just had that thought about, you know, my brother, when we were 10 and we were at this party and we like, well, let's talk about that. Well, that doesn't have anything to do with that. Yeah, it does. Right. Cause I asked you a question and that memory popped up. Yeah. It's not unrelated. So that is something, if you're working by yourself, to understand there is no serendipity mm-hmm. in this. If you have a thought, it's there for a reason. If you have a memory, it's there for a reason. It's connected somehow. Yeah. So, if you don't even know how to begin, you just go on the side of the hand. I don't even know how to begin.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: You yeah. always work with the current truth. Mm-hmm. But the, the the usefulness of working with someone else is that I might take you a little deeper into mm-hmm. something. I might see something or make a connection or a suggestion that you wouldn't have thought of because all of these things that have been in place that have been keeping you safe, your interpretation is they've been keeping you stuck. Right. Mm
0: -hmm. But
1: in fact, they're there for a reason. They're not your enemy. They have been, they're part of you. They've been working very hard for you for a long time and they really are ready for a break. But we need to learn to talk to each other. It's like, why do you keep making my knee hurt? It's like, because mom shamed us when we were two and we spilled the milk. Our brain goes, what the heck?
0: <laughs> yeah. But
1: yeah. nonetheless, you know, those are the connections that it would be hard to make on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Ask those deeper questions and get past those built in safety valves. Yeah.
0: Nice. Yeah. So it sounds like probably a good idea to start with somebody and then you can kind of go off on your own. You'll have tools in your self-care toolbox. They can come back or we can come back as clients as needed type thing. I mean, I think it's always good to have a guide. It is, you know, and I
1: I like people to start off with a minimum of three sessions. Mm -hmm. I don't require it. Uh, because everyone's different. Some people have a ton of self-reflection and, Mm -hmm. and self-work behind them. Uh, Some people don't. And so, but I think that the EFT, as simple as it is, is complex and can be applied. um, There's a lot of um, nuance in the application Mm -hmm. of it. And, to each person. Each person is going to be a little different. Mm -hmm. You know, some people are going to use language like, yeah, I really see that. Some people are going to go, ah, I hear what you're saying. Right. Because we process things differently. Mm -hmm. And, and so three sessions gives us time to experience a lot of your personal nuance. What the heck is really going on with you And to give you a lot of, you know, I've been doing this for probably more than 10 years now, Mm -hmm. um, personally and professionally. So there's a lot of things that I I know are going to help, like drinking water. Mm -hmm. It helps everything, Mm -hmm. you know. But if you are stuck, um, drinking some water, just as simple as that, Just, just all sorts of stuff, you know, that I know will help. And then, you know, you can go on and then you might discover after a while, some trauma that you didn't really remember or that you didn't really think was such a big deal. And now, you know, it is, Mm -hmm. then you can come back because it's better to do that kind of work with a guide or just not alone. You know, if you have a friend who's also a tapper, someone that, you know, is very trustworthy, you know, if you are in a pinch and you just need to like do this now, Mm -hmm. just don't do it alone if you can be with someone who can really hold the container for you, who knows what to do, if you do get overextended and, you know, you're at a level 10, Mm -hmm. well, the session's over, but what I need to do from there is get you out safely and get you back to a place where you are relatively calm again. Mm -hmm. Right. So those are the sorts of things that someone who's trained in EFT can
0: help you do. Nice. And One more question, because you actually mentioned this earlier, and I had already planned on asking this question. You talked about happiness. And I know that sometimes when we're in the midst of a lot of um, just struggles, even if they're not our own personal struggles, all the stuff going on in the collective right now, all the energy, we can still be happy. We ourselves can still be happy. So are you going to bring back the Habits of Happiness program this year?
1: I, I am. Okay. I'm trying to figure out if it's going to stay partially live or go to all self directed. But okay, yes, it. I think it may be a combination of that.
0: Nice,
1: but yeah, you know, happiness is a big thing in and of itself, and it is the antidote to stress. Yeah, you know, it's like we are never going to grieve ourselves into happiness. Or- <laughs> Or less stress. (laughs) We're we're never going to hurt enough to bring peace to the world. (laughs) Right. Not happening.
0: (laughs) Exactly. It's
1: like it always starts with us. And we have a real bias against it in our culture. Mm -hmm. It seems selfish or a waste of time or frivolous. And it couldn't, that couldn't be further from the truth.
0: Yeah, exactly. Awesome, Penny. Well, I'm excited to see you bring that back. And I'm sure somewhere on your website, there's like an email sign up, email list sign up. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Is there anything else yeah. you want to add before we say goodbye? You know, the, the, we talked a little
1: bit in the beginning about Thor, you know, the only, and, and basically I think it all boils down for almost everyone to some version of I'm not worthy. Mm-hmm. You know, in fact, I'm not worthy to have a good job or a a happy home or a loving spouse or lots of money. And I don't know how that came to be, but just take it from me. You are worthy. You were born worthy and everything else is just stuff you came here to learn through. You know, it's not, we're not victims. We came here consciously to do stuff. But it wasn't intended that we get get stuck for weeks or days or decades in our stories, right? You are, you know, and that's one of my favorite phrases when I'm tapping with people is like, again, back to the side of the hand. Mm -hmm. Even though I have this pain, I am not the pain, but I definitely have the pain. And I love and accept myself. So differentiating, and that was something I learned on my health journey. Mm -hmm. You know, was that the the panic and the anxiety were something that once upon a time I did not have. So clearly it's not me. So whenever I would fall into that again, it would go, okay, this is something I'm experiencing. So whatever you're experiencing, just remember it's transitory unless it's love and happiness because that's who you are. (laughs) Yes i I could start talking about that. I'll stop now.
0: <laughs> well, you just gave me like a ton of quotes to use for later. So thank you. <laughs> and thank you for You're this welcome. last hour of your time, also. I really appreciate it, Penny. Thank you, Amber. I always love talking to you. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Our stories may be different, but we all have one thing in common. We're all trying to figure out how to navigate life on this planet. And none of us have it completely figured out. No matter what you're going through in your life, just know that you are never really alone. Come back every Wednesday for more inspiration and connection. And follow me on Instagram at the Dragonfly Mama so we can stay in touch between episodes.